in episode 157. And she turned me around, and I literally it, I got emotional, and I got teary-eyed, and I almost started crying because I'm like, that's it. That's Jasmine. That's who I've been looking for since I first did this. My cousin outed me to my family. You saw pictures of me and my girl on Facebook, and then went through and found her dad pictures on Facebook. And he started going around telling my family about me, and and I told. And it's funny because I told my mom literally a day before. We don't get enough representation in this culture, like in this lifestyle. I mean, let's be real. When you turn on uh, a crossdresser.com or anything like that, it's all white or Hispanic and Asian. Welcome to the Cross Yas podcast, the podcast that says Yas to crossdressing, gender, and sexuality. That was Jasmine Chase, a wonderful crossdresser who I had a fantastic Curious convo with a couple weeks back. We talked for quite a while, so this will for sure be split up into two parts. So stay tuned for part two next week. One of the things we talked about that really struck a chord with me was representation. And I've been thinking about that for quite a bit the last few weeks, or a couple weeks, or however long it's been. Uh, and about how important representation is and how much it matters. Um, Jasmine's story and all the, the previous guests have you know, really helped so many people out, including myself. Um, I, I love that I can be a part of getting all stories out there and if you'd like to share your story, please, please, please reach out to the Cross Yas podcast. You can find us on the crossyaspodcast.com or the Cross Yas Instagram or um, the Curious Confidential the Discord server, which can be found on the Cross Yas uh, website. <laughs> um, we'd love to hear it and so would the other listeners. This podcast is literally made possible by by listeners like you and and i don't think it would be where it's at today if y'all weren't willing to contribute and and let your stories be known so anyway here's the rest of part one of jasmine chase's curious convo with me yes 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 cross yes podcast which is elm here so and billy Yes! 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 Hey, yes, welcome yes. to the Cross Yas podcast. Uh, I'm your host Billy. Uh, today we have a special guest named Jasmine, who is uh, we found on Instagram, and that, that's at least that's where I know you from. Um, if you'd like to introduce yourself, that would be fantastic. Okay, hi, my name is Jasmine Chase. Uh, I've been doing this uh, since I was. A- kid i guess uh but more seriously uh within the past four years uh, because of my wife um so about four years now seriously like doing my own makeup and and yeah it's just just been doing it since then i it's funny i kind of dived into this uh right right when i met my wife as you know a little kinky fun play and then next thing i know here fun how how um how did you introduce it to your wife? Honestly, so I always knew I was a little bit different since I was a kid. And also with the other, the thing is mess being a young black man in, you know, the urban area from Chicago, 
you know, you are set to a certain standard of what you're supposed to be. So I always knew I was a little bit different. The first time I ever saw like drag queens was I was watching an episode of Ricky Lake and it was really interesting to me. But I remember being a kid younger than that. I used to put them on my 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 uh, family members heels and I would walk around the house with them all and pretend I was one of them because I was one of my favorite shows. So then as I was growing up more, um, I saw the Ricky Lake show that intrigued me. I just thought it was really interesting that these uh, women were coming up like gorgeous. So uh, one day me and the wife would joke, I don't know how we got into it. She's like, I'm gonna put you in makeup. Okay. And she's like, and you're gonna, we're gonna have fun. Okay. And the next thing I know, uh, is that's how, that's how I really started. And then when I did it, uh, I realized that I enjoyed it a little bit more than I thought I would. And it just left from there. Mm, okay. So she's like, oh, let's, we're gonna, I'm going to do your makeup. And you're like, hey, you're going to really have to twist my arm real hard for that one. <laughs> exactly. Dang. And so, so what was, I'm assuming you, you maybe you, maybe liked, maybe you seemed like you liked it more than maybe she thought. How, how um, I'm just assuming. I don't know. It was just more of a, I liked it, and I said, I want to do it again, but, you know, she's not a makeup artist, and I didn't, when she did my makeup, I didn't see, and I and it was kind of crazy, like, when she did my makeup, I thought it was cool, but, like, something was missing, I couldn't, I didn't understand it until later on in life. Mm-hmm. How long ago was that? Fuck, about 14 years ago. Oh, dang, that's a long time. Okay, cool. So you've been pretty open with your wife since then, since yes. 14 years ago? Yes. Okay. And she's, I'm assuming, supportive and stuff, right? Huh. She's, um, she just said, be yourself. Oh, no, I just dropped something. Uh-oh. It's one of those days. Yeah, she told me to be myself, and it doesn't matter what people think of you, just be yourself. Well, I, th- I think you're awesome, and... and- you're uh, definitely beautiful. Thank you. I always, I always see all your pictures on Instagram, and I'm, I'm, I'm blown away all the time. Thank you. Uh, a lot of practice. Um, practice. Excuse me, one second. I just gotta grab something. That old saying, "Practice makes perfect." Um, I literally was practicing, possibly almost every weekend for like three years straight just kept getting the mirror just kept looking at my makeup and seeing what else i could do different and what would make me look different and then of course i have a great group of friends who also gave me tips here and there and my my really good friend randa she's uh check her out on instagram my drag is great she first taught me how to do makeup and and that kind of leads into what i was talking about earlier so when she showed me how she did her makeup she was like do you want me to do yours i said yeah so she did my makeup and i didn't look at the mirror because i just wanted to be surprised and it's about yeah about four or five years ago yeah five years ago i didn't i just wanted to be surprised i didn't want to ruin it so she like okay are you ready yeah she turned me around and i literally it I got emotional and I got teary eyed and I almost started crying because I'm like, that's it. 
that's Jasmine. That's who I've been looking for since I first did this. Oh, wow. And, and I'm like, please teach me. And she's like, yeah. And then she just, and we went from there. Dang, that's cool. That's got to be like, um, I don't know. I, I In my mind, I equate it to like when I was wearing wigs. Like I, but the, the wig for me was like the wow factor. So I can only imagine, you know, just having your makeup done and just turning around and just, I don't know, I kind of like, I think of those like old TV shows when they do makeovers and stuff and they don't let them see until the end. That's yeah. Really pretty cool. I, it was, that, that's exactly how it was. Um, and it's funny, like my wow factor now is when I finally put the eyelashes on and the, and the lipstick. That's, that's mm. my factor now because, I mean, I'm doing it so I have nothing to surprise me. Yeah, I feel that. I don't. I don't do the eyelashes, but definitely the lipstick. You know what? Like, Believe it or not, eyelashes make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And my my girl Sasha, she's a she's a big time drag queen in New York. Everybody check her out on Instagram, please. Um, she's like, what I was doing my makeup. She's like, girl, I'm sending you eyelashes. I'm like, I don't want to put on eyelashes. She's like, you're putting on eyelashes. So she sent me like a box full of eyelashes. And she's like, just play with them, work with them, because I could never put them on because I didn't understand. Nobody didn't tell me that I had to wait for the glue to dry a little bit. That was always. Mm. And then once I learned that, I was like, oh, I like you do make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tried putting um, like fake eyelashes on a few times. and It was it was not a good thing. It was. Oh, my gosh. It was. I, I think an eyelash ended up on my cheek somehow. Yep. It, was, it was bad so I, I don't even I don't bother my eyelashes are pretty long you probably can't think of a you know image or whatever but pretty pretty good but when I put like makeup on it definitely helps it does oh my gosh it's so hot here we're in this heat wave in uh, California it's like 105 degrees right now so I don't go out as much in the summertime mm-hmm. um, because of the heat. Like my, as soon as I look at the sun, my face melts. Uh oh. I've been there. The, the other problem, like if you're like putting makeup on, you start sweating and sweating and sweating. Yeah, I had that a um, couple years ago. So I went to go see one of my uh, this a uh, uh, couple a couple years ago. I'm still seeing um, they they uh, it's a trans couple and, and we went out there and uh, both J- Josie and that and if you if you ever want to see a muscle Barbie please go to Josie's Instagram oh what's her she, Josie uh, I'll, I'll pull up her, her actual Instagram but she's freaking amazing. You'll, have to, you'll have to share their Instagrams later I will um anyway so I went out there and Everything was fine. So I was doing my makeup, and the room that we were in, was, it was good. The AC was working. Mind you, we're in Tennessee, late June. Humidity there in Tennessee is, yeah. You're, like, swimming probably, I'm sure. All right. So I had the AC on blast in my room, so everything was fine. Hmm. Next thing you know, the AC goes out. Oh, no. And I didn't have my fan. I usually take like a portable fan with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that didn't work out so much. Dang. So next thing I know, I'm in the bathroom. Everything's fine. Like, but next thing I know, like all it does is take one thing of sweat to start, and the rest of my body's like, "Oh God, we all need to sweat." 
And then my mm-hmm. next, I'm just, I'm walking around doing this. I'm in front of the AC, like taking all the air I can in. I mean, the makeup came out decent, but it could have been so much more better if I had AC. Yeah, I have that problem. I'm, I'm getting, cause I'm getting like laser and stuff on my face, but it's still like, like around my mustache and I guess like, I don't know, goatee or handlebar area or whatever. Like it's still kind of dark there. So like if I put makeup, if I do like foundation and stuff, it starts like getting really sweaty there and it definitely like comes through real bad. But uh, I, I don't know. I kind of like my complexion anyway. So you're gorgeous. I don't know. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So you have a lot of, um, you have a lot of trans and, and drag queen friends. I have trans, drag queen, cross-dressers, like, and in, in, in a way, I mean, cross-dressers pretty much to me falls on the umbrella of trans to mm-hmm. me. Um, and I mean, I've, of course, I've sat down and talked to my therapist about this because I was actually scared, like, oh, God, my trans, what's going on? You know? She was like, you're already doing that, so you're already falling on that umbrella. And I was like, oh, okay, well, all right. But yeah, I have friends who are trans cross-dresser and drag queens and uh and believe it or not i mean if you met some of them i mean you wouldn't even know like they're so gorgeous it's ridiculous my kid frank candace you know um chanel like these girls like kill it just kill Mm -hmm. so yeah i have a big support system that's great that's great to have that support where did you meet all these friends uh Kick, Instagram, um, majority Instagram, I think. Oh, and Fet Life. Okay, I hear that one always comes up. Yeah, Fet. Well, you gotta say Fet Life was before we like. For me, I was always on Fet Life. Like, like my profile was on Fet Life, and then one day somebody was like, "Why don't you just post your pic on Instagram?" I'm like, "Ah." Eh. I said, forget it. I just, I'll just do it. And then from there, from Instagram, uh, I just started meeting all these people. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. So you're pretty, you're pretty open about yourself, and 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 uh, do you, do you go out much? Not as much as I want to, only because I'm out, but I'm not out. If you want to say, mm-hmm. um, I have. Uh, because what I, my profession and what I do, I kind of, you know, a lot of people know me, and I'm kind of, I kind of stand out in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, like certain family members know, my friends know, my brother knows, um, so that helps out a lot. Okay, how was that? How was that with your family? Like, did you have to come out to them, or did they like find out? Or well, my family, my family doesn't know about this. Like, I have cousins that know about this, but not like like uncles and aunts and stuff like that um my mom always had a inkling maybe um i I used to do things around her when i was a child that she would question me on so Mm -hmm. i had an idea of what i really was and i mean um, like what uh certain things happened to me happened when i was a child and my mom was like uh do you want to be a girl? Do you want I'm like, no, 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 I'm a, I'm a boy. Um, you know, so it was, it was one of those situations. Mm, okay. Okay. And she caught me with a few things and she was, she questioned me. I was like 
13 at the time. Uh, and that was that was pretty interesting. Mm, cool. Hmm. And she's um, so she knows now. Is she supportive, accepting? Well, uh, you can say she knows now because she passed away like two years ago. Over oh, two. okay, okay. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm out. Um, and I, I honestly, I think my mom will still be been supportive, no matter what. Yeah, my mom just passed away a year ago, like four days, four days ago, a year ago. So that's, that's hard. I, I uh, my condolences for real. It's it's really sad. It's it's rough. It losing your like my dad is still alive. And he was real sick at one point, and I thought he was going to go. And that that didn't bother me as much as my mom dying. Like, with your mom, and, and don't, there's nothing about, like, I love my dad. I love my dad to death. But, like, your mom, it's, that's a different feeling when you lose a mother. How so? You feel like your safety net is gone. Like that, you know, if something goes wrong, you can always turn around and go to your mother. And that's completely gone. And that is the, the it's, it's one of those. And besides that, like the food, the desserts, my mom made the best chocolate chip cookies. The My mom made the best chicken noodle soup, oxtail soup, ham and bean soup. So these are things that you don't have no more that, that will bring you comfort. And it's gone. And it sucks. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I get that. Uh, like for me, my my dad passed in 2016, so he's been gone for a while. So that for me, like his his passing definitely like messed me up a lot more than my mom's. But uh, you know, he also didn't know about me. I never told him. So for me, like that's a huge regret. Um, my mom knew, and you know, it wasn't. She didn't take it well. I think there was a lot of like. Um, I don't know. I feel like she was uh, definitely a lot of grieving, grieving for her, like the loss of her son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when my mom found out I was pansexual, because I came out to her that, you know, I was dating a trans woman at the time. And, okay. And because my wife and I are poly, so okay. I, so I was dating. I was dating my wife. I mean, my my girl at the time. Me, me and her have a. Me and her have a very interesting situational ship right now. So, um, me and her have been off and on for like eight years. But anyway, so, but my cousin outed me to my family. You saw pictures of me and my, my girl on Facebook and then went through and found her dad pictures on Facebook. And he started going around telling my family about me. And, and I told, and it's funny because I told my mom literally a day before it, before she found out from my family. So she thought I was setting her up. She started. She was. She called me all kinds of names, and it, it hurt. But I knew why she was doing it. So anytime my mom is hurt, she lashes out, and the way she lashes out is by. She was hurt because I didn't tell her first. She felt that I could have told her anything because we had a great relationship, and I could have told her. And I was kind of like, "Your mom." <laughs> yeah. Mom, you don't need to know every single thing. You know, that's my mom. Dang. How was that? 
How is it dating a trans woman? Like dating a woman? Or yeah, yeah, okay. It's good answer. Dating a woman is nothing different. The only thing is different, honestly. Nothing is really just dating a woman. It's you know, and and that's what you know. I wish people understand that. Like a trans woman is a woman. Like once, even even like it's crazy um, how people think because you're trans, things have to be done differently. No, you just treat them like a woman. You know? mm-hmm. Open the doors for them. Walk on the outside of the sidewalk. You you know, pull out the seat for them. You know, it's, you treat them like a woman. And it's, it's, it was like a regular relationship. Nothing different. Good answer. Yeah, that's a good answer. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I get kudos from certain people for that. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so, how, so you're in a, you're poly, you're in a, sorry, I could get a moment. Because, uh, poly relationship. Yes. Right. How, how does that work out with your, you said your wife? Yes. Uh, my wife and I, we've been poly since we met, that's 16 years ago. And at first, it was just dating another one. But then I kind of came out to her saying, hey, I like trans women. And and this at the time, this is what people were still learning more about trans women. So you trans were trans and women were women. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. we're still learning. It's these these new things. And, you know, and, and my wife was like, OK, you could have told me that a long time ago. And, you know, then we start, you know, we start dating trans women, cis women. And then I had my first experience with a guy, uh, probably, probably like the third or fourth year being with each other, or fifth. I can't remember. It was like twenty twelve. So anyway, it was about four four years. And then I realized, well, maybe I'm bi. But then that's when the whole term pansexual came out because I realized mm-hmm. I'm attracted to people that turn me on, not just physically but mentally as well. Okay. How was that dating, or I guess dating, going out with a, a man? How was that? Well, we, so the, the men I've, I've dated have been more androgynous. And actually, you know, some, like, people th- think they were, they are women. And, mm. oh, they're, they're just, they're men. Um, so I, I don't, in male form, I don't really date, date men. You know, the quintessential way. But I, you know, but I date more than androgynous women. No, men, I'm sorry. But as Jasmine, for some reason, I'm attracted to actual more masculine men. It's crazy. Like, as soon as all the makeup goes on, the boobs go on, the hair is on, for some reason, I'm attracted to more masculine men. Interesting. Hmm. I, I don't know. It's like a switch or something kicks on and was like oh hey what what about what about men attract like i guess yeah what about men attract you i don't know maybe the muscle maybe that's it um um and the thing is i try to put jasmine into the dating world and of course you know men being men um you know been been just i could not believe 
my inbox of what men send to women. And one day I asked my wife, I was like, is this what men send to you? And she's like, yes, all the time. I was like, wow. And so because of that, that kind of made my, made me kind of back off. Um, mm -hmm. uh, but what attracts me is like, have a conversation. Like, and the thing is, if men forget that when the makeup comes off, the wig comes off, I'm back to my regular form. And I know how to treat a woman. And so I expect that from a man who's trying to court me. You know, of, co of course, you know, they think that I get dressed up for, you know, sexual reasons. It's not for sexual reasons. When I first did it, it was. Like the first two months, it was. And then I realized Jasmine is actually another part of me that where I don't have to take hormones. I don't have to, you know, get body done or anything. I could actually get dressed up and be Jasmine and then switch and go back to my male form anytime I want to. Um, and so men don't understand, like, the stuff they say to me, I'm like, I've said that. Try something better. You know, <laughs> so uh, if you have a conversation, that that's what attracts me. Okay, okay. And mm. like the gym, I'm a gym. I don't know if you know this, but I'm kind of like a gym person. I know you're you're uh, you're ripped, you're buffed. So I kind of like gym kind of guys. No, I think it's cool. How how um how often do you go to the gym? On a good week, five times a week. On a bad week, three. Oh dang, that's like three to five times more than I go. <laughs> I, used, I used to go like maybe three or four times a week uh, a few years ago. And then I just kind of, life happened and I kind of drifted away from it. It, I mean, it's like, I have a certain image I want to keep. So that's what motivates me to go to the gym. I hate manual labor. That's why I actually don't like the gym. Mm. People are like, you don't like the gym? No, I don't like lifting things. Who the fuck wants to lift things? You, you, what's, what's the word for when people like pain? What's the word? They're uh, things. Yeah, I think so. Masochism, yes. I think. You have to be. A small form of you have to be that. To say, hey, I'm going to go somewhere where I lift things to hurt myself. Mm -hmm. Literally tear apart your muscles. You're literally tearing apart at small fibers in your muscles as you're lifting to make them grow. It sucks. <laughs> what, what kind of um, what kind of workouts do you typically do? Like uh, squats, bench press? Um, oh yeah, I don't know. I mean, I have a routine like... Mondays is chest and tries days. Tuesdays is back and by. Wednesdays is leg day. Thursday I take off. Friday I do like arms, and Saturday I do legs again. Okay, so you do legs quite a bit then. Well, I mean, you want your butt to look nice, right? That's true. <laughs> See, okay, I like women who work out, but you know, the women that do the BBL, there's nothing wrong with BBL. I think BBL is awesome. It's great, has tail technology, has sent us into the stratosphere where you do anything to your body. Women, just do squats. That's all you need to do. Go to the gym and do squats. That's it. Or lunges. Well, look with lunges. And, 
and leg press. It's a bunch of stuff you got to do. But... I should probably do more squats. <laughs> you, did, a... you did, I promise you, if you stuck to a routine of just like a good leg routine, you'll be surprised how big your legs will get within six months. Mm, okay. And eat food. Well, I don't. I don't have a problem eating. Uh, uh, but yes, working out. Uh, I get a lot of. My job's really physical, so I get a lot of physical activity from there. But I mean, I could definitely use some squats or something because. Yeah. I can only. I can only rely on the hormones so much. So yeah, do your squats with the hormones. Oh. See, the thing is, I know if I took hormones, I know my genetics. I, I already have hips, and I already have thighs, and I already have ass. Like, it's there. I can't help it. It's there. That's literally genetics. I have my legs, genetics. So I know if I would take hormones, like, those are the first thing to go through. <laughs> Dang, I wish. Yeah, I should probably, I should probably get on that then, because that's huge difference i would love it i would love to have some just big hips big thighs big big butt i think my, my thighs are pretty big already but maybe a little more toned i don't know um trust me if you do the if you just do a good leg workout you'll, you'll see a huge difference okay do you have any like recommendations on that um I got a list of stuff I can I can email you or message you. Okay, yeah, I'd like to I'd like to see that because uh, I know my 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 lower half could use some work. I bet she look mm. gorgeous. It's, um, hmm. So you've been going to the gym for a long time, like. What's your life? Or? Um, I've always been athletic my whole life. Um, but I just recently recently started really hitting the gym like uh, eight years ago. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'm at. And it's funny, like, when I first started doing this, I would wear clothes that hid my masculine arms and because I'm like that's not a lady like in my head petite you know or thick but not muscle mm -hmm. then one day I realized I'm like like I've, I've been in the past I've been known to date a lot of female bodybuilders and okay. so on Instagram like those that's that's it fit women like those one of the bigger you know things and I'm just kind of like why do I have my arms when I get dressed, like all you, if I showed you my closet of the clothes I was buying, it was all sleeves. Like everything had sleeves. And then one day I was like, no, why do I have to conform to what people think a woman should look like? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think it's cool that, that you, you're, you're, you're so out there with, with your arms and stuff. I think it's cool. Thank you. Um, I thought that, you know, let me, if I'm going to be different, Show the arms. Show the muscles. Show that it's okay to be a beautiful woman with 
big arms. I think it's cool. That's a good. Sounds like you have a really good, um, I guess, mental thought, or I don't know. I can't think of the word, but you have a good um, maybe psyche about it. I guess. Thank you. I, it's more just like I just got into a point in my life where people should just be who they want to be. If you want to put makeup on and then throw in a regular suit and you're a guy and want to wear heels, you can. If you're a woman and you want to wear and you want to wear men's clothing and paint on a mustache on your lips, you should be able to do that. If hell, there's people walk around with diapers on because they want to. Okay, who cares? As long as they ain't hurting you, who gives a fuck? Let them live their life. I had Giselle, Giselle did an interview with with, um, with someone that was a, a adult baby diaper lover. Yeah, let them. Who cares? That's not your thing. That's not your thing. You just move on. You ain't gotta mm-hmm. you ain't gotta like harp on it or you know, figure out how to make them miserable because you're uncomfortable. Who get, you're uncomfortable. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. So I just literally got to that point. I was just kind of like, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this all the way. I'm going to have fun with it. And, and yeah, and that's why you see the way I am. That's cool. Was that um getting to that point of, uh, I guess, not... I don't want to say ashamed, but not being ashamed of like hiding your arms. Is that like a, a really long process for you or is that pretty quick? Um, I still have moments where I'm, I don't want to say, um, I still have moments where I'm uncomfortable with dressing up as Jasmine because a lot of people look at MML persona. A lot of people look up to me. So in my head, I have this thing where I have to stay a certain image. And so when I switch over to Jasmine, you know, I'm happy. I still have a feeling like I get this feeling. This is not what I'm supposed to do. But then at the same time, like, it makes me happy. Like, literally, I have to make a day or two to do this. If I don't, I'm, like, miserable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe might be a good idea to try to think about, uh, in my mind, I'm thinking about, like, your young self, like watching these things, he said Ricky Lake or Jenny Jones or you know one of those talk shows, because same. Um, it'd be good, like representation for those those younger kids that are like, oh shit, someone can do this. They can be out presenting as themselves or feminine or and have have big arms and and you know I, I think it. I think that's super cool. I, maybe I, even have that. I think that I, aspect. I do more for like black men who are in my situation because I know a lot of black men who are gorgeous like when they get dressed I mean you wouldn't know I mean drop dead so but a lot of us are in the closet we have to be because of uh, the culture that we come from and I think I try to do a more of a show like black men who want to be out there and want to do these things um, I, I think that's one of the reasons why I do I think that's one of the reasons why I post I think one time you made a long post about it um, talking about like we don't get enough representation in this culture like in this lifestyle I mean let's be real when you turn on uh, 
acrossdresser.com or anything like that is all white or Hispanic and Asian. Mm-hmm. You ever see black women ever like you may get one or two here and there but even when you go to certain instagram sites and everything it's all white hispanic or asian and it's just kind of frustrating because if this image is not out there then there's a lot of black people who are suffering from the mental weight from it that the the mental heaviness from that they can't be who they are and they're always they're scared to do it and they just need that one representation of oh i'm going to do what she does and then the ball start rolling but at the same time we need people to actually say hey let me put her picture up and you and and you rarely see that i mean i know women like me black who have gone on certain websites that's committed to cross-dressing and they say we're having a competition for this month of girl of the month and it's every month it's another hispanic or white and i know a lot of black people put in for it and they never get it Mm, that's sad Uh, i think it definitely more representation out there and and i i think it's great that you're putting your story out here too because it's representation here and representation for sure fucking matters yeah, it does. Um, black cross wrestlers matter. Uh, yeah, they do. <laughs> uh, uh, but at the same time, we don't get, you know, we don't get back up from our own culture too. So you have one side that says, "Hey, you're a freak from our own culture. Something's wrong with you." And then you have from another side who goes, "You're black." So it's 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 kind of messed up. And don't get me wrong. There's a lot of you know Instagram. Uh, sites that put my pick up. There's a lot that don't put up black women's pics. Um, there are websites that have presented black women like us, uh, mm-hmm. but to me, it's not enough. And I think if, yeah. and also, let me put this out there too there's not enough of, of us that's putting it out there because we're scared. And I get it. And I, I get it. Like this, I was, when, when we first talked about doing the podcast, I didn't know if I wanted to do the podcast. I was kind of like, eh. and then, you know, I told my wife, like, hey, you know, they want to do a podcast. And she's like, go for it. I didn't tell her what my feelings were at the time, but it was still like, I still had that nervousness. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's great that you're, you're, you're representing us. That's super cool. And, and I would love, I would love, 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 love to get more representation on the podcast. Let's, if uh, anybody wants to, to talk with me or, or put their story out there, please, please come find me, come talk to me. I would love to get that out there. Uh, and, I, and I would also love to maybe post your picture on the Instagram stories. I mean, I, I, mean, I will <laughs> whenever I'll, I put this thing out. A bunch of pictures. I'll send, you know, nice and casual like this, or, you know, we can get sexy, baby. Oh, let's get sexy. <laughs> I have a bunch of those. It's, it's, well, as long as as long as it didn't get flagged and taken down, I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, that's cool though. It, I, I I I totally get the the representation thing. My my sister, she's always dated black dudes, and my my nieces and nephews are all you know they're all mixed. So I I, I totally get where you're coming from. And tell I said thank you. <laughs> okay, we'll do. We'll do. But yeah, it's there's there's um there's another person that that I met through the Crosshouse Discord. 
um, named Joy, and I'd love to get Joy on here. Joy is um, doing a lot of cool stuff, and, and she needs to get her story out. So I think it'd be another great representation. She's a bit young. She was, for a long time, she was the youngest person on the Discord. Probably still is. But she's definitely underrepresented, just like you say. Um, would you get when we after this? You have to give me information to Discord so I can add myself to the Discord, or you can oh, add for me. sure. I, in fact, I have to set up a Jasmine Discord. I have the male side, but I have to add Jasmine. Okay, yeah, it, I think you can even do like profiles or something now, so you can kind of separate them if you had, just wanted to be on the same account. But it might even be better just to have them a separate account. I don't know. It's, a, it's up to you. But I'll definitely get that that to you. For any other listeners that want to join the Discord, uh, you can go to the crossyaspodcast.com and scroll to the bottom right-hand side. It's, there's a link. Or you can reach out to me, and I'll send you a link, too. But I will definitely send you a link, because I, I think you'd be a great great addition. Um, everyone there is super super nice and friendly, and it's, it's, um, it's a really great, supportive place. Uh, that is awesome. You know, it's funny, because... When I first got into this whole cross-dressing thing, I was going to like, I remember the first couple groups I would, I, I'm going to take you back. Yahoo groups. Oh, shit. <laughs> so that's why I first like start trying to reach out to people like me because I thought I was alone. Like I thought something mm-hmm. was wrong with me. I thought that uh, I was a freak. And the thing I was, I was looking for more black cross-dressers. I'm like looking and I couldn't find any. Can't find a white crossdresser, Hispanic crossers, Asian crossers. That's cool, but great conversations with all of them. But who? I, I can't really. You can't relate to a lot of things I'm going through at the moment. Mm-hmm. I need to talk to people who have these feelings that I'm having because of our culture. And like I said, I run to my friends on Kick and Instagram and FetLife. You know, and it's funny because we talked about going to, like my friends. They've had, they've been to was it TG Wild Style? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They've been out there. They've been they've been doing those. They've done a few of those. And when I go on the website, you never see them on there. Like you see all these other women, but you never see my friends. We're all black, and I was like, what? that's crazy. Um, you see them here and there, so I'm not taking wild style. Don't get mad at me. I'm just you know, I'm just I'm not saying that you didn't put on on purpose. Don't don't take it that way. Start I'll say it. Wow. Wild style. You need to get your shit together and put some more representation out there, so so people I, can see it. You, I mean, you you see them in the background, but they weren't in the forefront. If that makes sense. Yeah, bring them, bring them up front. Um, and I was like, we need to start our own, like black, you know, wild 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 style or wild whatever our own TGW. And it's funny because actually, I went to uh, I went to Atlanta for my birthday this past year, the past okay. eight. And my friends all live in Atlanta, and we all got dressed up and went out, and it was a blast. And I was like. We need to do our own, like in Vegas, like get a bunch of girls, at least twenty to thirty of us, and just fucking take over. Because all of, all my friends are gorgeous, like all of them. I'm not when I say, I'm not embellishing anything. Like they're just gorgeous, and we would tear it up. I'd love to see. Do you have any pictures? I'm sure yeah. there's pictures of group of cross trusters. Of course, there's pictures. Yeah, I have pictures. I'll send them to you. I, I need to post more of them. Um, 
I have them, you know, but I just never, for some reason, I never posted them. I don't know why, but yes, mm, I have Okay. I know I, I usually feel weird about, like, if I take pictures with people, I sometimes I feel weird about, like, posting their pictures or whatever, if they're, like, with me. Well, just all like a, so that's I don't know, like, as a privacy thing, maybe, for yeah. myself, or for them, even, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't post pictures of friends who don't post pictures of themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my friends who are like, like, like my, when you get a chance, go to my good friend Chanel page. She's on my friends list. Go to <sighs> gorgeous. I'm talking about it like night and day, like total transformation. And I mean, when she's she, gorgeous, that's, that's all I got to say. Like gorgeous. I get jealous. Okay. I'm like, Gosh, she's gorgeous. What to look her up? To look up all your friends. Oh, I'll send them all so you can stalk them. Okay, I'm definitely gonna stalk them. I'm gonna follow every single one of them on my personal account and the podcast account. You have to send me your personal account. I don't have it. Okay, I will. It's uh, I'll I'll say it, but I'll definitely send it to you. Um, my personal account for anybody that needs to reach out to me or whatever wants to do the podcast or just talk to me. It's on Instagram at Billy B I L L I E Rain R A I N four the number four gotcha you found me oh. yeah um you are gorgeous yeah, if uh any of your friends want to come on here i'm more than happy to bring them on because like i said i'd love i'd love to get more representation out there it's everyone has a story to tell and they deserve to be told well i'll tell them um I know one of my friends, she did do it. Uh, we call her Godmother. Why can't I think of my friend? Why can't I think of her name? Give me a second. Uh, it was a long time ago. I, okay, why can't I think of her name? This, this is bothering me because this is Godmother. Give me a second. I feel bad because this is Godmother we're talking about. Barbara. Barb. She did it. Uh, I want to say she did it. Not with you. She did with Gazelle. Mm-hmm. I want to say two years ago, but okay. it was okay. It was it was voice. Yeah, I've been been trying to get more more video stuff out there. Um, it's again, it's the video stuff is typically. Uh, I, I always ask for permission, you know, if it's okay to do video and or to put the video out. But I like to have the video call that we just for like social cues and stuff. But yeah, I definitely like, I like having the Instagram or the, I like having the Instagram account, but I like having like the YouTube stuff out there too. Cause that just pushes the word out there more. Um, yeah, I don't have a start YouTube yet. Uh, thinking about doing one. Uh, I actually was thinking about doing a cigar and whiskey YouTube or like, or like tease, like start something on Instagram where I just talk about cigars. Okay. Did you do, like reviews or? Say that again. Would you do like cigar reviews or or just? I love cigars, cigars and whiskey. What kind of cigars are your favorite? Uh, right now, I like a good Nicaraguan uh, or Honduran. I want something deep and dark. And that was mm. no pun. Um. But I do like something deep and dark. Uh, I like heavy smokes. I like something that I can just 
meditate to. Like cigars were used for meditation before it was uh, colonized by the Spanish when they came down to Central America. Like cigars were used by the natives as it gave them, it gave them strength, it helped them focus. Um, when the Spaniards uh, came down to Central America and they see these natives with these big bundles, and they have <laughs> and they have these big bundles and they're puffing from them. The Spanish were thrown off. They're like, what are you doing? And they're like, well, these this this tobacco, because they didn't know what tobacco was, like it gives us strength, it helps us feel good, it helps us focus. Uh it, it, it makes it they meditated with it. And so the Spaniards then they tried it and they were like, Can you make them smaller? And that's how the cigar came to be and they took it over to Europe and the only people because and the reason why that only um, why it was considered luxury because the ones who took it over there were the noble men so when they went over that's why cigars became a luxury interesting I didn't know that that's cool so did you do you um, do you participate in like the meditative aspect of cigars so I like to do a thing where I just sit back and I turn on something on YouTube and I just literally just puff away and I have my whiskey and I just just think about the day and what I could do differently. And it, it's, it, I wouldn't say it's an out-of-body experience, but it helps me focus on what I want to do. Hmm. So okay. that's what I love cigars. I don't think I've ever... I don't think I've ever really smoked like a real cigar... Like I think probably the, the closest thing I've had is like a back a long time ago when I was in a band. We did we would have like celebratory black and milds. Oh, well, but my, I'm sure those are I'm sure those are really shitty. I had a partner in work. <laughs> always had a black and mild one all the time. That was his name, black and milds. And we'd always get the wood tips. That's how you know we were fancy. Yes, you're only fancy with the wood tips. We'd have our um, wood tip black and milds and our um, our Miller High Life. Ooh, <laughs> champagne you know beers, you know. It's funny. Uh, I actually, you know, what beer I actually start enjoying, even though it's like the PBRs. I actually like PBRs, but it's hot outside and I'm doing work around the house, and I just grab a cold PBR, and just down it. I like a PBR. PBR is pretty good. See the thing with see okay so I'm a bougie bitch and you know I like my whiskeys I like my tequila my beers they're usually IPAs or something that's you know it's not Miller High Life it's not Coors Light it's you know Revolution or it's Goose Island you know those are the beers I drink but every once in a while with my meal I want a PBR or a Miller Light or a or a Bud Light, like I like those beers. So I'm not bougie all the way, and that's the problem. That's the only reason why I don't have as much money as I should, because I'm always smoking cigars, drinking whiskey. I always got to get the best things, the boobs. It's... How much for cigars typically? Um, it depends. Like, there are some good cigars out there that cost anywhere between fifteen to twenty-five, thirty dollars. Oh dang. And I love, and it's funny, the best cigars I smoke cost about $8, $9. Hmm, interesting. 
Now, Not don't get me wrong. I like a good Padron. Padron runs you anywhere. A good one runs you anywhere between $22 to $30. I like the 1946 Padron. Anytime I'm celebrating anything or you know, it's a special time, I go get a Padron because to me, that's a special time. Um, I, I'm not saying maybe I have a hookup on Cubans. I'm just, you know, maybe, you know, but I like a good Cuban uh, if I get my hands on some. Uh, and the thing is, Cubans are great, but there are way more good sticks out there that are actually really, really good. Okay. So, but I said is it just good. one of those? They're they're popular because it's like hard to get, hard to get by. Pretty much, like people want things that it's hard to get by, so they can go, "I got this." Mm. Okay, and like I said, I I rather smoke, and like I got in, in my humidor right now, I got a bunch of sticks that cost six, seven dollars, and they're better than a Cuban. Mm, okay. You're wrong. There's some good Cubans out there. Like they're like when you, it's like smoking butter. It's, it's like so smooth, and it's just like, oh, smoking um, butter. Yeah, like this <laughs> smoking up the henke, uh, which is cohiba, and vinike, and it's a it's a cohiba. Hmm. And you got to be careful because there's so many fake Cubans out there. But my, you know, but like I said, I make sure I get the right ones. Anyway, um. And it's a really good smoke like this one. I'm smoking because I'm enjoying our conversation. This one is not going to put me to sleep. But after I'm done with you, I'm going to go get my heavy smoke. I'm going to go get my other good whiskey. And I'm going to sit down and go into a trance. Oh, dang. Trance, huh? Sounds cool. Do you listen to, like, music or anything when you're when you're getting into, like, trance mode? So, like... Um, as I've gotten older, I've been enjoying jazz a lot more. Mm. Um, into like like rap wasn't. It's funny, I didn't start getting into like hip hop hip hop until I got older. Like I didn't start listening really to Wu Tang until like five six years ago. Okay, um, I did. But what 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 I like to listen to is lo fi or chill hop. Okay, um, where it actually originated was with the guy New um, Japanese guy, and he started it. And where I first heard it was on an old anime called Samurai Shampoo. Love that. Sounds familiar. And, yeah, beautiful anime. It was hip hop mixed with jazz. That that was the soundtrack. And so that's what I actually fell in love with. Um, I've always been into like old school R and B because my mother, town, um, uh-huh. classical classical music. I was raised on classical music. Uh, I was raised on contemporary jazz, smooth jazz. There used to be a, a a channel out here in Chicago called ninety five point five W W N U A ninety five point five, and they had the greatest jingle in the world. Like, oh, can you can you please sing the jingle? I'd love to hear it. You put me on the spot. Okay, W N U A ninety five point five. That was the jingle. Oh, beautiful, and, beautiful. I love that. Thank you. Either it was singing or it was done by an instrument. So it was one of those, uh, like every time I hear the jingle, it takes me back when I used to be my, my, my family. So I always pull up on you, Terry, once in a while when I feel, when I feel nostalgic. I'm a very nostalgic type person. Mm-hmm. So uh, not just with music I listen to, I listen to a lot of like nostalgic stuff. 
I'm going to tell you what to do. Where are you originally from? I'm from Texas. Did you say Austin? Uh, it's near Austin. It's a small city called College Station. Okay, so what channels would you pick up? Was it from Austin? Uh, we had our own. We had our own stations, but probably would pick up maybe Houston. Houston's a little closer. Okay, so one day, maybe even tonight, while you have a little sip, go on YouTube and type in 1990 commercials from Houston, Texas, and just look for the one that's like 20, 30 minutes long and click on it, mm-hmm. and it will put you to this nostalgic trance, and you'll just be like. And you'll just feel this warmth and you just kind of just sink in and you'll watch. You're like, oh, my God, I remember that restaurant. Oh, my God, I remember that store. And it, it will take you back. So a lot of times when, like, when my anxiety kicks in and my depression, I turn that on and it brings me right back. Mm, okay. I'll do that. I, like I, there's definitely commercials that like I remember and stick out in my head. There was one for – it was a car lot in Tomball, Texas. And there was like – these kids there and they're like come uh come on down and play with us come see papa that sounds kind of creepy but i get it if you ever it's get a little it, creepy you know for, for, for a black person we don't we don't go down to those kind of commercials because you know we, we first you don't want to go see, you don't want to go see papa um, uh <laughs> but i'm telling you if you ever get a chance do that and that's for anybody out there, whatever city you were from, um, just type in such and such commercial, whatever time you were raised in. Like me, I was born in the 80s. So I remember a lot of the 80s, but majority I remember the 90s. So whatever you remember the most, just type it in. And I guarantee on YouTube, I guarantee you'll fall into this nostalgic trance and you're just like, I needed that. Definitely do that later. For sure. Hmm. There's there's another one I always remember. It's very it's very country where I live. So there's this one. It was like it was like a mattress store, and this kid, his name's Marshall Dillon. He's like, I guarantee you buy a bed from me, or my name ain't Marshall Dillon. Oh my god. So <laughs> apparently, he got beat up in school because he wouldn't give up his lunch money or something. But for us, I don't it- know. Chicago, like Moo and Oink, if you like Moo, Moo, Moo and Oink, it, it's crazy. Uh, then you have Andreana Furs. Like, you always heard Andreana Furs around Christmas. Like, Andreana Furs always talked about, we have this great sale. And it's just like, yeah, okay. Like, Andreana Furs, uh, Moo and Oink, uh, Bob Worrellman, he, he was a car salesman. It's like these, these things that pop up, it's just like, Boom, I'm in another world. I'm a kid again. And I Oh, in fact, after I'm done with you, that's what I'm gonna do. Okay. If you find if you find any that you like, share it with me, please. I'd love to I'd love to partake. Girl, you and I are gonna chat after we're done with this and you're not gonna chat. We're gonna Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. Um let's see. So you mentioned, earlier you mentioned uh, you go to therapy or, or maybe did. I don't know if you still do. Yes. How has that been for you? Um, so, so my line of work, what I'm in, um, 
Um, I'm a first responder. We'll just say that. And I have seen some of the worst of the worst when it comes to humans. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think it was bothering me. I thought I was okay. And about my fourth or fifth year on the job, I'm at a red light, something like that. It was a red light. The next thing on my heart was just beating like crazy. And I'm looking around and I'm like, what's about to happen? I thought something bad was about to happen. Like, like I was worrisome. Like, and my, my, my senses went into like, I went to like this ultra vigilant mode. And then it went away. I got home and I told my wife about it. And my wife was like, you just had an anxiety attack. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, it's like, yeah, you did. I was like, no, I didn't. No, you're crazy. I didn't get that. So a couple weeks later, same thing happened, but this time it didn't last for like 30 seconds. It lasted for like eight hours. And yes. I'm like, what is wrong? So it got worse over a year. It kept getting worse. And then it got about two years I dealt with it. And I became a totally different person. I was very uh, mean. I was lashing out to people. I was, I was just wasn't a nice person. And then one day I snapped at my wife. She just asked me to do something around the house. And she's like, you know what? If you don't get help, I'm leaving. And I kind of like my wife. Yeah. You you married her. I hope you liked her. Yeah. So I kind of was like, okay, all right. So I lied and said I used, well, I, 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 I didn't lie. I did talk to somebody at my job about it who is like a peer support, mm-hmm. but that wasn't therapy. I only talked to him like once or twice and that was it. And then, but it, it got worse. And then one day my wife's like, we're going to go for marriage counseling. Oh, okay. So we get to the therapist and then this therapist gives me this thing. Of, oh, your insurance doesn't call, doesn't cover, um, doesn't cover marriage, but it covers single therapy. And my wife's like, oh, okay, you know what? Why don't you guys get started with a therapy session? I'm going to leave. And she left. I'm like, and I went to the therapy session. After I left, I was like, this bitch tricked me. <laughs> she totally planned that. That was, she tricked me. <laughs> I'm like, hold on. That was part one of my curious convo with Jasmine. Uh, quite a cliffhanger there, I think. Uh, so stay tuned next week for part two. And if you remember, and if you enjoyed Jasmine's story and would like to share your own, or would like to connect with myself, Giselle, or many of the other previous Cross Yas guests or listeners, you can find us in the Cross Yas Confidential Discord, which can be found on the CrossYasPodcast.com. Um, also, if you enjoyed this episode and it maybe struck a chord with you or made some sort of difference with the, for you uh, please share it with your friends chances are they might enjoy it too or might might help them out um, so yeah anyway bye hey uh, just a quick reminder I'm not here to diagnose or treat anything I'm just here to share my story have others come on the podcast to share their story to help you learn about the world of cross-dressing sexuality and gender a bit more